welcome to Besties Unscripted. A no BS podcast about relationships, health, and everything in between. Hi friends, you might notice some static on this week's episode. So many apologies, we are working to correct the issue. But this episode was just so good and full of great information. We had to share it. Thanks for your patience. You know that feeling you get when you have an event, party, or dinner, something exciting coming up. So you use that as an excuse to add way too many items to your cart. Do a little shopping, if you will. Online shopping is not only more affordable than shopping in stores, it's definitely more convenient, saving us more time. In the United States, 88% of consumers prefer shopping fast fashion. And if you're asking yourself, okay, so what? Why are you telling me this, Grace? They really don't care. Don't worry, because I'm going to break down the dark side of fast fashion and leave you feeling like an empowered and informed consumer. Hi guys, welcome back to Besties Unscripted. I am Grace. And I am Kaylee. And today's episode is going to be very informative. Sometimes we have to learn things that we don't really want to learn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think this is a topic that has been really pushed down and a lot of people do not want to know because who the fuck wants to know this sad information when it's inconveniencing us because like Americans we are not here to be inconvenienced so give it to me Grace well I want to get started with just a little check-in question for my bestie okay where's your favorite places to shop or how often are you online shopping I probably only online shop and then you'll also know I only wear workout clothes I do love me some buff bunny and she's local to Houston which is cool hometown I do do Amazon unfortunately I feel like I buy a lot of last minute online shopping things off of Amazon and that's fashion included right and then I love a good thrift Mm -hmm. Um, there's a Plato's Closet here, which is surprisingly oh. really good. I'm normally not a huge Plato's Closet advocate, but this yeah. one's pretty great here. So we love we love that. But online shopping, I say I do it a lot. If not even for fashion, I do it for home things, anything mm-hmm. I need. Add to cart, ship to door, easy, so convenient, breezy, beautiful, mm-hmm. cover girl. Right. So I'm curious. Do you know like what fast fashion is? I only know because of you. I was not familiar with how terrible fast fashion was. But fast fashion, meaning cheaper um, material, cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, those are words that... Poorly made. Right. Fast made. Right. Shipped to your door from far away. It's 100%. <laughs> For anyone that's listening and is like, really, what is fast fashion? Or I keep hearing everyone's like, fast fashion's bad. But like, what does that mean? Fast fashion is actually the business model of replicating recent catwalk trends and high fashion designers. They mass produce them at super low costs, bringing them to retail very, very quickly while it's at its highest demand point. So basically. Gucci has a runway show. There, a designer will pick apart, I guess, trends from that that are going to be sold as ready-to-wear items for people like you and me who can't buy a Gucci top every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
They make things so quickly that they're constantly creating new variations of similar items to feed to their consumers that are eating it up like hotcakes. Yes. Okay. So leading fast fashion retailers are some of our favorite stores like Zara, Forever 21, Fashion Nova, Shein, H&M, ASOS, and those are just a couple of the big players in the game. Did any of those surprise you, or are you like that? I didn't know. It does seem like right, though, but I didn't put together fast fashion for Forever 21 and H&M. Yeah. I always thought Shein, Fashion Nova, those kinds. Well, I think a great way to start thinking about it is if you look at an item, a clothing item, and you're like, wow, this is really, really cheap, it's because it's fast fashion. Right. Anything that's been quality made, tailored, long time production, is not going to be, it's not going to be as cheap as the clothes that we are getting for fast fashion. So that's something to think about. Okay. I found it interesting that Americans spend on average $1,700 a year on cheap new clothes. Isn't that bananas? $1,700 a year on cheap clothes. Say you can get an outfit under 50 bucks. That's so many new outfits, which kind of makes sense because every time I have a new party, I get like, or dinner event that tick inside of my brain starts going off where it's like, oh, I've got to find a new outfit. I've got right. to see instead of going into my closet. And it's exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But we're going to break it down. So why is it bad to shop fast fashion? They are, these are the five reasons why I'm going to encourage you to quit fast fashion. But we're going to end the episode going over some alternative options where we can still scratch that itch yeah. without feeling the guilt mm-hmm. around what's what's going on so we'll start with the number one reason why shopping fast fashion is so bad and it's pollution yay so fast fashion uses cheap toxic textile dyes when making their clothes so the fashion industry is one of the largest polluters of clean water globally it's like right up there with agriculture things like pesticides and like water runoff and things like that fast fashion is killing our water supplies Polyester is actually one of the most popular fabrics used in fast fashion. It's derived from fossil fuels, contributing to global warming, can also shed microfibers, and that adds to increasing levels of plastic in our oceans when washed or worn. So, yeah, textile production contributes to more climate change than international aviation and shipping combined. So, you know, the conversation around, oh, well, this celebrity, I think they were recently trying to like trash Taylor Swift because of all of her private jet use and how that's not good in the environment. And it's not. It's not good for the environment. But every time you buy a cheap piece of clothing from Fashion Nova, you are contributing to a machine that does way worse things to our planet. And the plastic thing is freaky to me. Oh, my God, dude like plastic being everywhere and you can't get rid of it it's not breaking down and it's it's everywhere we're consuming so much plastic that we don't even know about yeah that's scary right okay so you're like okay well polyester blah but what if i get like cotton natural fabrics right even natural fabrics can be a problem because conventional cotton requires enormous quantities of water and pesticides. So in countries like India and China, 
they're using a lot of their clean water source for cotton production. And then it's obviously corrupting the water source, polluting it. And this can increase drought risks and extreme stress on water, water basins and competition for resources between companies and local communities. There's a really good documentary. I'm going to link it into the show notes about communities in developing countries with their water sources that have been um, polluted by these fast fashion companies, factories, so much so that they started developing very, very obscure and weird illnesses that they were able to trace back to these companies. But because of the countries that they're located in, these big, large corporations have not been held responsible for the deaths and the sickness and the illness they've caused for local poor communities. It's pretty, pretty yes. sick. I knew this was going to be a heavy episode. Holy shit. Okay. So, two. so first and foremost, we don't want to pollute our beautiful planet. We want to live on this beautiful planet. We want our children to live on this beautiful planet. We love Earth. I don't know if you guys know this, but Kaylee was actually born on Earth Day. Yes. She is our earthy Taurus queen. I'm here. So hug a tree. Hug a fucking tree. <laughs> our second reason to quit fast fashion would be how they exploit their workers. So Garment workers are traditionally outsourced to poor developing countries like Cambodia, Indonesia, Pakistan, Colombia, Vietnam, Honduras, just naming a handful, right? Workers are typically in pretty dangerous conditions. Safety is not a huge priority of these factories. And they're working for extremely low wages without most basic fundamental working rights. So as you can imagine, it's not like they have the organizations or systems, workers, compensation, all of those things that we have in place here in the U.S. They don't have it, so they get exploited a lot of the time. 93% of brands surveyed by an independent organization called the Fashion Checker, they aren't paying their garment workers a living wage. An example of a living wage could be $1.58 per hour. And even in a poor developing country, that is not a wage that someone could live off of and feed a family in general. They might be able to feed themselves, but even then they're not feeding themselves a lot. Working hours for a garment worker could start as early as 8 a.m. and they can't leave until the supervisor says they're done, which can range from 8 to 10 p.m. Super long hours with never a promise of when you're actually like getting off of work. So why are these people working there? Because it's probably one of the only local job opportunities that they have. Some of these workers are, a lot of them are women and like younger children because that's an opportunity for them that they wouldn't previously have had um a lot of it is like agriculture is huge in these parts of the world but like water sources being tapped it's like kind of having to pivot to find something else to do to make money so what if let's say fast fashion was done would they not be able to have a job to make money that's definitely a part of the conversation yeah i think that you could hope that, or you could frame it, and fast fashion companies definitely frame it this way, mm -hmm. which is we're providing opportunities for people that wouldn't have them else otherwise, right? And it's like, yeah, you are providing those opportunities, but while providing that opportunity comes a responsibility of safety, fair wages, mm -hmm. 
and yeah I think like basic human decency yeah but yeah. there's just no there's no one there to hold them accountable like rules to do put that. in place no laws right and also I think sometimes these fast fashion companies get away with a lot because they'll say things like you know we contract out this garment production center facility and so we don't have you know feet on the ground to like see what's going on day in and day out but when we go do site visits you know things look great it's fine you know where you know supervisors can be corrupt and they're withholding pay for their workers things like that it's it's definitely a nuanced Mm -hmm. argument right where like you can see some benefit and then some really horrible things that go along with it So, an example would be (laughs) Zara. They had this huge controversy that came up a couple years ago. Garment workers started sewing in desperate (sighs) notes to consumers. I made an example was a note that said, I made this item you were going to buy, but I didn't get paid for it. So, people were shopping at Zara and started seeing these like sewn in tags with little notes on them. So, that is an example of the kind of attention that this industry is needing from us that we're mm-hmm. trying to kind of push down because right. we like our clothing, we like our convenience, we like our the pricing, we mm-hmm. like all those things. So this is another end. So second reason was exploiting these workers, which is really horrible. sad. Okay. Another reason why we're dishing fast fashion would be poisoning our natural water sources. I kind of already talked about this with pollution, but just to reiterate the point and really drag it home, toxic dyes run off into our water, used to create the garments affecting the natural environment, wildlife, and as well as clean water for people living in the area to drink from. I found this to be so horrifying. Every time we do our laundry, an average of 9 million microfibers are released into wastewater treatment plants that cannot filter them out. I want to learn so much more about plastics. I know. Me too. And maybe that's a conversation for another podcast. But yeah, it now I think about I'm gonna think about this every time I start a load of laundry with like my seriously. I was thinking about that too. And because they can't filter them out, which just if you're we take that a step farther. Right. We send the water to a water waste treatment plant. They clean and treat the water so that they can use it in our sinks, our showers, our toilets. It's clean water again. So basically, when you're standing in your shower and you're looking up at your shower head that's not a filtered system, you are your skin, which is the largest breathing organ on your body, is open and accepting (laughs) up to so many hundreds of thousands of millions of microfibers that are released into water mm-hmm. disgusting it's, just, it's insane it's disgusting i don't know why it's that's allowed and not being talked about right we're talking about it here yeah fourth reason why we're quitting fast fashion overflowing landfills so three out of five fast fashion items end up in a landfill every year and these plastic-based textiles are non-biodegradable, meaning they will never break down and they will exist forever, forever. So what happens when we have excess shit 
We have so much production. We have all this excess shit. We know the average American's buying $1,700 worth of new cheap clothes every year. You buy new clothes, you get rid of old clothes, old clothes that aren't on trend anymore. Where do these go? Okay. They go into the giant holes in the ground. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, they're burned where they release then chemicals into our air system, or they're buried where they don't disintegrate and they rot in our earth. So yay. Mm -hmm. More clothes bought by consumers means more clothes disposed by consumers. Basically the message I'm trying to get across there. And it's kind of crazy too, because there is a like I think about it too. You know when you pack up stuff from your home that you don't want yeah. and you bring it to Goodwill and you drop it off and Goodwill sorts through it and they um, sell it. And mm -hmm. if they don't sell it, sometimes I think some items are donated, like are given away. And then oftentimes it's packed up and it's shipped to poor developing country. So now these countries have an overflowing massive amount of problem where they have shit Oh, everywhere. My God. I'm going to get a little bit more into that though because I found something that's worth sharing. So our fifth and final reason to quit fast fashion. Fast fashion. Fast fashion. <laughs> Save fast fashion five times fast. Fast fashion five times fast. We're not taking it. Okay. Our fifth reason to, our fifth and final to quit fast fashion is forcing consumers. So think about it. Videos are tagged with hashtag haul on TikTok or Instagram. They have cumulatively been viewed more than 449 billion times. We are constantly creating and generating the message that we are hauling in new items. We are creating a need for newness, new things. And it's created this consumption addiction that we all have. The more a person wants an item, and has been convinced by society's adoption and social media messaging that it's a requirement for social status. And that is when the item can be purchased at a cheaper rate. The brain, it literally shoots up the maximum sense of pleasure for your brain. So you have this strong addiction to wanting something and you can get it on the cheap. Your brain is firing pleasure, which is then how we become addicted to consumption mm -hmm. and companies that are at fault for overproducing yeah. like fast fashion companies. It's the six, six cycle we've created and we participate in. Right. It is a cycle. <sighs> that was we a keep lot. Going, we keep going. That was a lot. That was the negative part of this conversation. Okay. That's a status check. How are we doing? I want to literally, all I've been thinking about is coming home and just getting Round, rid of yeah. all of these. But you already own them. Yeah, so give that to me. I have so many follow-up questions. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go into some advice now that we're here. I want to talk about how we can still look cute without contributing to this fucking crap. Yeah. Okay. First and foremost, buy used and upcycle things. So there's an Instagram page called Clutter Porch. I 10 out of 10 recommend. She owns a boutique somewhere in the U.S., and she only operates in the summer and she spends the rest of the year going to these poor developed countries and sourcing clothes from the crap that's been thrown away. And she'll go and sell it honestly probably more higher than it should be to rich women, which is great. I yeah, love this. Cool. So I like personally, I think we mentioned like Plato's Closet. There's stores called Crossroads Trading, really any thrift store that you can find even goodwill like where you can 
see a video that says hashtag haul and you're like, oh, I really like this style of top or this color is really in. So that's how I satisfy my itch without buying from the man. So what do you think, though, because I know there probably is a lot of fashion that has been donated, yeah, which has the plastics and the dyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that... It's something to think about. Yeah. So I think with anything and like how experts that I've shared with us on our pod and we've been asking these questions, it's like can kind of be overwhelming. Where do I start? I think for me, starting with not contributing to sales and statistics and more mass production is my... It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. So if you still like, I want to be that bitch, I want that fucking hot outfit, that's fine. Buy it used uh-huh. and live your, go about your day, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. The next step though, which is exactly what you asked is, okay, well, Grace, you just told me all this disgusting information about chemicals and toxins and plastics and things like that. What the fuck are we doing about that? So then it's being more mindful and focused on choosing sustainable brands. I found a organization online called the Fashion Transparency Index, which I mentioned above, and they do an annual review of 250 of the world's largest fashion brands and retailers and rank them according to their level of public disclosure on human rights, environmental policies, wow. and practices and impacts in their own operations and their supply chains. So if you're like, why do I like shopping this this brand but I don't know, you can literally go on this Fashion Transparency Index, look up a brand that you like, and see where they rank on it. And if they're in the top, you know, what, 50, then give yourself a pass. Yeah. And if they're at the bottom, be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. You're lying to me. I'm not into it. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Also, when it comes to the chemical aspect of it, that's where you want to look at the label. So if you're more mindful regarding what's going into your skin, what's coming out in your laundry, things like that, reading the labels that they put on the tags, they're supposed to disclose what the product is made of. We see polyester, it's cheap, you know, yeah. like things like that to be mindful to look being out for. Being more aware of yeah, the materials that are being made and what those materials do. Like Where it's over coming cotton. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that, because I'm not in the fashion world, like totally. I, you know, y'all know me. Um, so yeah, I'm not as familiar. I don't so like. Well, and even with you talking about athletic wear, did mm-hmm. you see that stuff that came out about Lululemon? So Lululemon and other sports active wear brands have been getting in trouble because in the crotch region of their pants, they've been tested and they're finding forever chemicals. <sighs> and I don't know if you guys know this. I learned this more recently, but your vagina and your booty hole are actually some of the most absorbent parts of our body. Yeah. So they've been having a conversation around toilet paper and how if you're buying specific brands of toilet paper, your body is soaking up chemicals from these products. So yeah, I think like using the fashion transparency index, doing a, like a quick Google can tell you what something is made of and yeah. you're like, okay, bad, good, etc. Another opportunity of how you can still look cute without contributing to the monster is building a capsule wardrobe. I love, 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 love a capsule wardrobe because it kind of makes the accessory games more fun for me and takes the stress out of day-to-day putting looks together. A capsule wardrobe is basically just buying key pieces that are quality and mixing and matching them in a variety of ways that you can come up with 
50 outfits from four pieces, kind of things like that. And honestly, it's a very European woman type of fashion standard. A lot of women you see in France and Switzerland, and a lot of them use capsule wardrobes because they buy fine items of clothing. Yeah, this is something that is on my to-do. So I'm hoping I'm going to have a weekend, hopefully before this episode gets out, so I can record. I've made the decision today. I love it. And we are going to go, I'm going, I'm going capsule wardrobe, y'all. And I'm getting rid of a bunch of bullshit. Another follow-up question. Yes. What do I do with the clothes that I don't want? Do you, is there a good or better way to maybe a better organization that I can bring my clothes to? There are. So what's interesting is there are companies like, I think Zara did this too, where they created a program where they're like, okay, well, we're going to do better for the environment. So we'll take your clothes back and we'll recycle them and turn them into something else. So it seems less wasteful. Yeah. The problem with that is that majority of those clothes can't be recycled. We've already talked about the mm-hmm. forever chemicals and bullshit in them. And the ones that can be recycled, it takes so much amount of water to do that, that it's going back to our earlier point where it's polluting our water sources, which is bad, bad, bad. So my opinion here, and it really is just an opinion. I don't yeah. think I have the right answer is if you no longer want something or cleaning out your closet, you should donate it. Just donate it and to help. a good yeah. like women's shelter. That'd be great. Um, anything. I always I take my kids' clothes to like teen moms who just need help and assistance or a foster home. Yes, a good place that you know is going directly to their. I think local communities. Like yes, all the local. You mentioned that's really cool, Kaylee. It's like yeah. all knowing that it's going to go to. Directly to them. A person in need who would be using the items versus like sitting in a warehouse somewhere potentially being burned. But that's a hard one because I don't think there's like a really good solution for for that. Not yet. And I do think there are companies and I can do a little digging too and list any resources I find. But I I think there are are organizations that are trying to create solutions for this problem, which makes me feel hopeful. Right. And I also think last and not the least, but... (laughs) Something that we need to be mindful of is washing your clothes correctly and washing our clothes less often. Correctly just simply means washing on cold. You don't need to be washing all of your clothes on high warm water, high heat. It's wasteful and uses a lot more energy. And also like in the warmth, a lot of those chemicals can be like leached out with warm water. So just start a common practice of washing your clothes on colds. And honestly, a lot of laundry detergents now are like, you can use this formula specifically for cold water. And it's like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck did you add in it? Weirdos. God. And then, yeah, washing less. I have a funny story here. I met this guy at a, a previous job that I worked in fashion, actually. So this makes it more fun. He was telling me that you're actually not supposed to wash your jeans often if at all I don't ever wash my jeans well you're doing it right because I never wear jeans and when I do it's like one night and I see I just put them right back yeah my husband does wash his jeans it's actually for the the preservation of the jeans I can see that and I find that really interesting and I was talking to him about how I was washing my he was like well let's be 
he goes, look at you. I bet you're not even wearing real denim. Yeah. And I was like, I'm probably right. The stretchy jeans I have, no, not, not 100% denim. On that one. It's a little polyester in that baby. You know? uh, so, Dude, I'm cleaning the fuck out of my closet. Cleaning our closet. Just becoming more informed. I always get, I feel hesitant to have these types of conversations on the podcast because I don't want to be like, a doom and gloom this is awful everything is bad but I do think it's obnoxiously important to be someone who can speak on a subject even if it's not you know a well-formed out thought but like just to be intrigued by things that are maybe not going super right and doing a tiny bit better I think it's very important for all of us to know this information and make our own decision on how we can help even if it's just doing a little bit more than we are now it's gonna help you know Ugh, scary it's actually a really scary scary subject but we have some good options yeah and you're basically leading me into our intention for this next week okay give it to me which is to choose one tiny thing you can do today or this week to make the world a better place. Sounds fucking beautiful. If that means putting a water bottle in the recycling bin, mm-hmm. picking up a piece of trash you see on your walk, yep. or yeah, making the decision to not order everything in your Shein cart. I mean, all of these could be leading your fast fashion app. Off your phone. Mm-hmm. Ooh, gauntlet challenge accepted. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining. I hope you feel like an informed and empowered human being and consumer. And we appreciate you listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And please, if you have not already, like, subscribe, rate, and review.